Chico listener-supported community radio for the Sacramento Valley, the Foothills, and beyond. You are listening to Love in the 21st Century on every Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m., hosted tonight by Adam Mose and myself, Tamara Wickma. Love in the 21st Century is a talk show with live call-ins, interviews, and discussions on the philosophical to the practical look of love, from romantic relationships to connections with humanity. One-third Deity Insight, one-third Self-Love Guide, one-third Compassion Training. And tonight is going to be a little bit different, but nonetheless, we are going to be talking about love in a new and different perspective, love and social justice with Adam Mose. So we are going to be talking love a bit from the Buddhist perspective, I'm sure, and we are going to be mixing in the pledge drive as best we can in the process of our sharing about love. So stay tuned for a very packed full hour of talking about love, love of the radio station, and love of social justice. We'll be back with you quite shortly. All right. Love in the 21st Century is made possible by the generous contributions of KTFR supporters and by one of Chico's newest restaurants, Rallo's West, at 234 West 3rd Street in the heart of downtown. Rallo's West offers small and large plates, Maryland-style shrimp, blue crab cakes, a wine bar, charcuterie, and artisanal cheeses. Rallo's West is open from 5 till 9 p.m. until 10 on Friday and Saturday. For more information, visit them on Facebook or by calling 636-4468. Folks, welcome back to Love in the 21st Love in the 21st Century. I should say welcome to, since we are just now starting Love and Social Justice. Thank you so much, Adam, for being here per usual. It's completely my pleasure. Fantastic. And we first want to jump off by, you know, acknowledging the pledge drive and talking about why we love KCFR so much before we get into our topic tonight. So, Adam, is there anything that is on your heart that you want to share about your love for KCFR at this moment? Oh, I just remember when I was um, moving up here some uh, 15 years ago, one of the um, important points about 
Chico was that it had its own community radio station. And I heard about it, you know, I was in the Bay Area. And um, it's like, okay, I could live in a place like that. You know, it's it was like an important hub of uh, social consciousness and um, alternative stuff, you know, that just meant this was a vibrant community and would would be a good place to relocate to. So it was like one of the reasons, actually, that and the awesome schools. Fantastic. Yeah, that is a great reason to to support the radio station that's still in progress. I mean, we the, the radio station is nearly 27 years old, I believe. Mm. Ed Pittman told me it was on air in the 90s, but he joined before that. So 27 years of building community, of sharing with the people what the people want to hear and still doing it. It's amazing. Yeah. And that community members like myself and Adam can just get involved. You listeners can get involved if you so choose, if you have something that's on your heart that you're wanting to share, music, philosophical conversation, debate, sports. I mean, it's the the topics are endless if you want to get involved with KZFR. So more reason to support the station. I was just um, talking with one of the volunteers and I realized I've, been on this on the station now doing this show for nearly three years well actually it's been three years mm. what a crazy idea you know <laughs> that they let me just keep talking about love it's a perfectly sane idea it's the <laughs> type of it's the type of um crazy that we need a lot more of absolutely because it's it's the real deal that's what actually matters in the long run in the big picture you know the the type of Life, when you're looking back at it, it's about the love, fully. Absolutely. Is, is you discover that's um, where it really counts. And all of the things we're trying to gather or the accumulate or mm-hmm. the other parts of it doesn't really satisfy in the end. It's very true. So if you are at a place where you're able to make a pledge, we are so happy to receive your pledge right now. And you can dial 895-0131. And that volunteers are standing by now to what was that number again eight nine five zero one three one and that number will get you to a volunteer who can take your pledge and also offer you a thank you premium there's lots of wonderful gift tickets gift certificates some kcfr swag including hats and sweatshirts and nice all the things you can dream of to wear your love for kcfr on your body so thank you for your pledge ahead of time. So Adam, we are going to segue a bit here and talk more about our topic, which is love and social justice, and wanting to invite you to let us know where we're starting with that. Yeah, I mean, it goes even back with our personal history. I remember meeting you out here with the Occupy, mm. and that was our first connection. I was like, oh, this is, this is really your turned on and part of that movement mm-hmm. and but approaching it from this different angle it wasn't like the um uh kind of um the reactionary i don't want to say you know the way people are motivated to engage with social justice or activist issues you know if it's if it really comes from this space of love mm-hmm. i think has so much more power and capacity for creating long-term sustainable change and and building a more equitable um, social network, social fabric. So um, the basic premise, what I'm coming from, is saying that when we're coming from that space of genuine love and then we, we review, we say, what is the... You know, I'm coming from a Buddhist perspective. The the functional definition of love we always come back to from the Buddhist perspective is just wanting the happiness of the other. Being able to put that as a priority and, and acting in a way that will maximize that. Mm-hmm. So the, the love goes together with the compassion and the joy and the equanimity. These are like the the qualities that are natural 
to every being. You know, it's like we have to learn bigotry or we have to learn the different types of hatred and so forth. That's something that comes after, conditioned. Mm-hmm. But the, the basic tone of the individual is one of love, compassion, joy, and equanimity. So when we're coming from that more directly, then the type of social activity and the social um, uplift that we pursue will be much more effective, will be much more um, lasting. It's not just a, a response towards something. It's genuinely like a building of something that has uh, a real benefit, a real lasting benefit. So that's that's my premise about. So coming from social justice, from the direction of love and building versus the common response, which is sort of fighting and destructing in a different way. Like I think often social justice activists don't see that what they're aiming at is maybe a taking a part of something but in a sense it is it is and and i'm also not knocking like when that has to happen you know there has to be some uh change like that then um the the way people are motivated for social justice you know a lot of times it can be the outrage and uh you know something has to be done Mm mm-hmm and I'm just saying that even that, you know, it starts, it comes from that, when it really comes deeper from that space of the love, then it's not as polarizing. We get into a us versus them, and it it keeps that as the the overriding principle. That's like the, the actual paradigm. Mm-hmm. Um which is changing, that changes. When we look at the planet from, you know, the rings of Saturn, we're looking back and they took that famous picture and there's Earth, it's just one little pixel, pale blue dot, like everything and everybody has been on that little beautiful speck of light floating through immense darkness. When we look at it that way, we realize we are like a family of humanity and we need to care for one another and look after one another Mm -hmm. with that same kind of um love and patience and respect right and the the buddhist perspective is saying like oh we've had rebirth there's like been a past life before this one there'll be another life after this one that's just our our interesting paradigm (laughs) that we're working in Mm -hmm. something we adopt but if you extrapolate that and you say, oh, if I had a birth, rebirth before this one, then you look, oh, there was a rebirth before that one, and there was a rebirth before that one, and it goes back and back and back and back limitlessly. And that one's hard to get. That one's hard to get. There's no beginning. There's no onset. It's genuinely limitless. Mm-hmm. So it's more than just like 20. It's more than just 200. It's like more than two trillion each rebirth we've had we've had a different mother and father and the mother in particular is like caring and sacrificing and attending to us whichever type of rebirth we had we had a mother who attends and cares in all of these different rounds and rounds of rebirths one time or another each and every being you meet has been your own mother. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I use. This is the the mindset I get to completely reduce the bias and the us and them principle. Right. I just want to emphasize how powerful that is. And when you shared that before on a previous show when we were talking about um, different areas of your life to, to focus your meditations on and that practice of seeing your enemy as... They were once your mother. It sort yeah. of really brings it down a few notches in yeah. terms of your feelings of hostility towards them. You're like, right. I mean, give and take some, you know, depending on your relationship with your mother. But for me and my mother, it's like 
I would never want to like hold those feelings of negativity towards her. Even you know, that's right. They may be fleeting, but not ones that were sustained. And so, I feel like that's such a powerful meditation to be considering in the whole realm of social justice as Mm -hmm. well. Because Mm -hmm. in social justice, we think there's often an us and them, and and in the us and them, it can never become we. It's like we are always in battle with each other because over here you know on the a side we're doing just fine and then the, if the b side would just change a little bit mm-hmm. then we could get better mm-hmm. we're not actually working towards a common ground we're working to overcome them to yeah. overpower them whether which is, or not which is in itself pretty old school paradigm absolutely and the the genuine like revolution is a new paradigm a new way of looking at things mm-hmm. so just we try this on if we're getting towards more towards how things actually are, then how we're, we're working with it mm-hmm. is more well-informed and more effective. If, even if I'm passionate uh, activist for social justice and change, if I do so from a place of love rather than antagonism, I'm certain that my actions will be more effective. They'll have more actual lasting ways of changing the situation for the better. If you're coming from a place of love. That's right, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And um, I go back to my rainbow roots. Rainbow family was a big um, part of my coming coming of age. And... Uh, my my link with uh, counterculture and rainbow gatherings in themselves entirely inclusive. When they we set out uh, howdy folks, which is the official invite, it's to all beings, anyone, everyone who wants to attend. You know, of course, there's there's a culture, there's a weird kind of you know the I mean weird, but particular you know rainbow culture to the gatherings that you have to negotiate. But in theory, like the, the first uh, impetus for, it, it was the year after Woodstock. And Woodstock was like that too. The music was like, everyone's included, you know. It's, it's, a, it's we're joining the beautiful festival of life and understanding that we're, we're a family together on the planet. And we get over our, our individual egos to the extent that we're able to collaborate and respect, you know, show genuine respect to others and their needs that they need, you know, for what is it they want for their um, development and, and survival. And um, that that's just the... the all a package. It comes all of a package when you're really coming from that space of love yeah and and i and i think about as i'm as we're sharing this i think about just like the reality that a lot of people live in that is you know the division of self and the division of their families and the division of their neighborhoods and the subdivision (laughs) in their subdivision yes of their communities and so it's just I, I want to have compassion for those that are listening to this and thinking this is like the craziest idea mm-hmm. to consider loving or having love in this social justice movement for whatever cause that you may be um, standing up for rather than fighting for, but standing up for, whether it's the water movement, whether it's for, for to end fracking, whether it's for the wildlife, whether it's for the trees, whether it's for building community, whatever it is about to maybe the idea of loving the other person might be far fetched for you but just like having a bit of compassion mm-hmm. for the people mm-hmm. that are living this life because remember they they're behind these ideas behind these um crimes that some may consider them crimes against the planet crimes mm-hmm. against humanity mm-hmm. um crimes against future generations is that there's people that have a whole different set of beliefs than you that have been raised in a completely different environment than Mm -hmm. you that are doing this. And so having compassion for them in their life and where they got to where they are, I think in my time has helped me to see love in a different way for them. 
and you're nailing it. This is this is something also goes back to my parents. They had this beautiful style of of not blaming the individual, not uh, shaming or blaming or labeling even the individual, but you can still take you know issue with their actions mm-hmm. or with their particular belief set, their belief, their worldview, you mm-hmm. know. And here's another way to totally, again, level it down. If, if the uh, seeing of the other, and if you really get, okay, these are all my mothers in past lives, that levels it. But then another way of leveling it is also saying these other beings who are engaged in, you know, the, the activity, and I think we had this example before, like loggers, whatever, that's their job. In terms of their own mind and what they're doing, they think they want to reduce their own suffering. They want to try to create some happiness for themselves. That's universal, even that. You know, people who are engaged in activities that aren't properly informed and are actually causing harm in the long run, from their point of view, in their mind, they're thinking, I'm doing what I need to do, you know, I'm doing my thing that I think will reduce my suffering, right. you know, maybe in the short term. Mm-hmm. And so that helps to, to develop the compassion. And that's just it, is compassion. Because we say we want to share our love with mm-hmm. all our family. And there are some of our, quote, family members, you know, other members of the human species who are incapable of our receiving our love at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I have that beautiful image. I always hold this incredible image of the, the soldiers holding the gun. They're in the protest in the 70s or the 60s, and he's got the gun. And then the, the activist is like putting the flower into the barrel of the gun. That one always gets me. Mm. Obviously, if you've got a gun pointed, you, you can't, you're not set up to receive the love. Right. They're already armored. But our compassion, it goes through from the other side. Mm-hmm. It's, it's we have that larger perspective. We know they can't directly receive our love right now. Mm-hmm. But we hold them in the space of compassion and we know that eventually, slowly growing, you know, and learning and expanding, there comes that point where it's just joy. We just break through into this massive festival of, yes, we did it. <laughs> we got the love going. And it's it's always better to come at it from that point, you know, where we've accomplished feeling we've accomplished you know what it is we've set out to do not always as easy as we are articulating it now to do but definitely a worthy practice is you know attempting to begin to understand how you can have compassion for those you have challenges with in your life and for those that have you know that are doing things that you don't agree to the planet and to humanity of just understanding their humanness. I know at times it may seem like that's not the case, that that's not, that they are not ones worthy of compassion, but I think that's what keeps us stuck Mm -hmm. in this um, back and forth tug of war is that we lack the ability to see the bigger picture and see beyond of how we can transcend this experience instead of let's just pull them all over to our side Mm -hmm. and then we'll just be happy. Well, not not necessarily. And and we don't want just one side. Right. Anyway, the beautiful diversity of the human family is because there's so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. We have this strength in the the multivarious perspectives and the way that people are approaching it. Mm-hmm. Even that is already perfect. Beautiful. <laughs> so, um So I'm going to we're going to prepare here for a break um, so that we're going to come back with some more uh, promoting for KZFR and letting folks know about why to call in and support KZFR radio station and love in the 21st century. Adam, do you want to save your poem or do you want to do it now? 
Let's save it for when we get back. Okay, awesome. So, do you want to promo this or to promote this song that we're about to play? Oh, this is a beautiful little remix uh, by a DJ named Builder of a classic uh, tune I think you might recognize. Welcome back to Love in the 21st Century, talking about love and social justice with Adam Mose, getting real deep and compassionate with it. But of course, we are amidst the KZFR Pledge Drive, and we need to acknowledge and request all of you wonderful, amazing listeners to call in and support the station, because that's what allows us to stay on the air. So please consider dialing 895-0131. We have some great thank you gifts, and we have some amazing volunteers that are here to answer the phones for you, and we have one right here in the studio. Thank you so much. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, yeah. My name is Angel. Um, I'm here volunteering the phone drive for Chico Certified Farmer's Market. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell us a little bit about the, your role there and what that organization does for our community? Yeah, well, for those of you that don't know, we run the Saturday morning farmer's market here in Chico. We also do a Wednesday morning, so that's tomorrow morning at uh, Trader Joe's parking lot. And that's a year-round market now, too. Nice. Um, and we operate three other markets in the county that um, are wrapping up this week. Nice. So other, what other areas are they in the county? Just out of curiosity. Uh, we have two in Paradise. We had our last one today. Mm. Um, and then we have one in Oroville on Saturdays. Great. Amazing ways to get access to good local foods. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So did you see anything in those books there that you were checking out that you think are great thank you gifts that some of our callers should call in and pledge for? I mean, for me, what really stood out is those produce bags. Mm, the produce bags, yeah, the KZFR produce bags. Yeah, uh, you know, Chico's got the bag ban, and a lot of people are really conscious about bringing reusable bags. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to produce, I see all the time they're using the plastic bags that our farmers provide. Mm-hmm. And that actually costs the farmers a lot of money to provide those. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So did you notice how much of a pledge it was for the... It's only a $25 pledge for that produce bag, which you'll have for years and years. Years and years. You can use every Saturday morning to get your produce from. You can feel good about being in alignment with the no plastic bag ban. And... And you can support KZFR at the same time. It's an amazing win-win-win situation. Only $25 to do so. So, Angel, do you have any amazing stories about your first experiences with with KZFR? Oh, man. I bet the first time I really started listening, I was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, a good friend of mine was doing the teen talk that they had. And I made a point to listen to her every week. And then it just kind of became habit. You know, mm-hmm. ha- having these people you know, it really made it like a community experience. Absolutely. Teen Radio. Yeah, I'm not sure if that show is still on right now, but it is a good. It is a great show to have, you know, just being able to reach out to the community and include teens in this here radio station and to, you know, hear a teen's voice to another teen. It's just, it's very different than hearing from the adult perspective what we think about life. Oh, yeah. It was kind of eye-opening too having your friends do that and they kind of gave me an idea of what it was really like being on the radio and having to learn all the equipment and right yeah it's kind of interesting when people like oh you have a radio show what's that like and it's you know it's not really something you can easily explain what that's like and you never know what's what the idea is in their head of what they what they think that's like you know mm-hmm. like talk line or something similar except there's not so many people somebody else to push all the buttons for you so you have to do it yourself yeah yeah so thank you so much angels or anything else you want to share with us about anything that's upcoming with the farmer's market or any tidbits of information that you'd like from listeners oh yeah um so this saturday at we have our pumpkin carving contest and winter squash fest and the top prize can win 200 market bucks you can use at any of our markets with any vendor wow so it's a Pumpkin carving contest? Mm-hmm. Pumpkin carving contest. That sounds pretty awesome. What do you have to do to enter? Just bring your carved pumpkin down to the market by 9 a.m. 9 a.m. this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And when do you announce the winners? Shortly after. Shortly after. So same day you get to know if you are the winner or not. Yep. Fantastic. This is Chico Community Challenge right there at the finest. So, Saturday, 9 a.m., bring in your pumpkins car for a possible winning of 200 market bucks. Nice. What mm-hmm. a deal. It's like the best motivation ever to carve a pumpkin. So, thank you so much, Angel, for, for sharing. And thank you, Gift. Give us a call, 895-0131. Angel and another volunteer out there answering phones. Pledge the $25 for an amazing produce bag. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is a hymn of love translated uh, directly from the Pali canon words of the Buddha Whoever is intent on his or her own welfare after once they have seen the tranquil realm They should be capable, upright, straight, and amenable of gentle manners without any pride. Should be content and satisfied with little, not over busy, moderate in living, calm in their senses, and endowed with wisdom. Not being loud or greedy in the houses, Such a one should not commit even the slightest wrong for which the wise brothers or sisters may rebuke them. May all live joyfully and in safety and may their hearts be filled with happiness. Whatever beings there exist, should they be weak or strong or otherwise, all, whether long, short, thick or thin, of great, small or medium size, invisible or visible those that live near and those that live afar 
those that are born or are currently searching for birth may all be filled with happiness in their heart. No one should ever hurt another, despise another for whatever reason, and never should in wrath or hatred one wish another person pain. Just as a mother, her own child, protects with all her might, just so one may towards all that live develop one's mind in boundless kindness. Thus, toward all the world, one should unfold one's mind with an all-embracing kindness. Above, below, and roundabout, without depression, hate, or angry feeling. Whether one stands or goes, sits or lies, as long as one is free of sloth or languor, one may unfold this contemplation, which we all call a divine abode. Whoever avoiding evil views, possessing this virtue and clear understanding, and has given up all the greed, never enters a mother's room again. This was uttered by the Blessed One. Thank you, Adam, for sharing that piece um, that was uttered by the Buddha. Yeah. Thank you for letting me. And thank you for all the, the love and support we get from our community, keeping this radio station going. Absolutely. But is there any particular part of that poem that you feel really articulates where we are here, talking about love and social justice? Yeah. I mean, the... the um, the way that begins before it is to says like, not easy is it to find any being in any time or this long round of rebirths that has not been your own mother, father, brother, sister, son, or daughter. That's actually like a before that. But um, that's that way of equalizing. And then this idea of just as your own child, the the intense love and um, sacrifices one will make, you know, to make sure to ensure the happiness mm-hmm. of that one, to be able to open that out to other beings, seeing them as your own children. Mm-hmm. That way is a uh, is a vast state of mind, a vast way. Right. I think for one of the parts that really stuck out for me was the was about not wishing any harm to those that you have, you know, it, I, I can't articulate it as well as the Buddha did or as you just recited it, You're but, but it. not to have, um, not to wish any negative pain or will towards somebody that you have animosity or negative feelings towards. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I, that was like my, my, my mind caught onto that one because mm-hmm. I know that reality. I know of like the, the reality of like, kind of struggling in a place of like, oh, I just want them to know, I want them to experience what I'm experiencing or to, mm-hmm. to feel what I'm feeling and mm-hmm. not really seeing it like that, that it's wishing harm. But mm-hmm. in a sense, it is wishing harm because it's wanting your pain to be, you know, moved to the other or to be felt by the other and how that is actually not going to to resolve anything. The, the curious thing is we've we've... Even scientifically, folks have discovered these mirror neurons Mm -hmm. that show you're in a state of pain, others feel it. Mm -hmm. That the the way you feel, it affects those around you profoundly. Mm -hmm. But the idea is if you want your own welfare, if you genuinely want to create your own health, there are certain states of mind that 
you can you can say I'm going to actually try to let let go of and a hatred and a vengeance state of mind turns out you know toxic for oneself yeah actually hurt it's actually hurting yourself and it builds more of those negative feelings within you towards mm-hmm. the other and towards yourself really when you realize that you and the other are are inseparable right so I was recently talking to one of my friends about this and the idea about the reflection of you know like we see in the world what we are internally experiencing mm-hmm. and we we see it everywhere like a projection until we become aware of what is really going on within ourselves that needs to, to change but being amidst you know struggle and strife in my own life and like focusing so much on the mirror like if those things would just change like if this part could just fit mm-hmm. here then it would mm-hmm. be okay and things would get along so much to the detriment of myself mm-hmm. um, relationships around me and the other the others that are in my life because mm-hmm. realizing that I'm not actually looking what's causing the reflection. I'm looking at the mirror as though it's like, you know, visualizing myself looking in the mirror, like trying to like brush my own hair, like in the reflection. Can't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's kind of silly to like even consider the idea. But that's essentially what we do in life. It's Mm -hmm. like we are continuously trying to brush our teeth in the mirror versus like, oh, right, right. I have to change my own perspective of how I'm showing up in the world. That's right. So and I, oh, I have to brush my own teeth. I gotta brush my own teeth. I can't brush <laughs> the teeth in the mirror and have clean teeth. It just doesn't work. Even though it might look like I'm brushing my teeth in the mirror, it's actually not happening. And that, in a way, suggests uh, an often misunderstood um, aspect of the Buddhist worldview, mm-hmm. and that is where we're looking at all things as a playing out of a reflection that that when we're really trying to look for an external separate objective reality mm-hmm. it's unfindable that the um, that that allows us to take to take it all with a grain of salt to take it all with a little bit of uh, humorous rising you know uh it's it's this way of um how why humor is so important Mm -hmm. in that way it breaks the frame of reference and we we suddenly look at things in a fresh way even the silliest joke has this frame breaking Mm -hmm. reference and if it works i mean then oh i look at things a little fresh Mm -hmm. for that moment and that way of of a child not attaching, you know, what's in this for me? How can I angle this? You know, that that type of mindset doesn't set in. Right. And when you you brought that metaphor of the mirror reflection, there's a whole bunch of other of these analogies where we can say the the reflection in the mirror genuinely appears to us and we take it for being real but then when you you try to examine and say is there something concretely there in the mirror that's no it there's it's a it's something that appears to us but isn't really there mm-hmm that is the metaphor, that's one of the metaphors for understanding this vast interrelationship we have. The interdependency is how things actually arise. Things never arise in a vacuum or separate right. from anything else. Everything arises because it's connected. The, the famous John Muir talking about nature, his quote is like, in nature, you go and you try to single one thing out and you tug on it, and it's like, oh, it's got lines connected to it, to absolutely everything else. Mm-hmm. There's an interdependence and an interconnectedness, which underlies all of the phenomena. And if you're able to work with that, then you can make genuine change. Because 
things arise due to causes and conditions, which we say, oh, that's such a terrible thing. Not really. If you don't provide the causes and the conditions for something, there's no way that it can arise. So if we have a problem and we want to get it finished with, we go to the roots. We don't fight the, the superficial manifestation of a problem. We try to see what is its origins, how did this arise. And to do that, we have to look at it from many different perspectives, not just you know my first response, how it impacts me. Mm-hmm. But to look at it and see its causes and conditions, you get down to those causes and conditions, mm-hmm. you just make a little change. Right. And big things change. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's the case also within. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to the point where I'm seeing, oh, my anger, my aggression, my speediness. It's no longer serving me. And I don't provide the conditions for its arising anymore. Then it can't, it can't arise. It can't harass me. Right. And this is the, the ideal of the bodhisattva. So in, uh, in the... Buddhist tradition, there's these Buddha wannabes. It's like aspiring to that type of unsurpassable enlightenment. Then we approach it by degrees. It's not like something, bam, all of a sudden. But the Bodhisattva is like aspiring to that. Right. And I, I think about what you're saying about the change and like the change in, you know, thinking about the change in the exterior of the environment, like, oh, focus on the change, that's got to change out there. But when we really go back home into our hearts, like, what am I willing to change? And we're no longer looking out there for the change. The conversation changes a little bit. It's like, well, uh, almost like, a, I, I don't know if I want to change. And it's like, wait, but that's really where the change really exists. And like to bring this back to like the bigger picture of looking at social justice, and we're talking about, you know, oil crisis and we're talking about overuse of gasoline it's like how much are each of us willing to not drive or to use alternative fuel like what are we each willing to do in order to get ourselves to a different future it really changes the conversation because it's a real thing supply and demand it's a very real thing and it's as real as all of our collective minds are making it Mm -hmm. so when we talk about social the society is made up of all the minds of the individuals that make up that society. If those minds change, then absolutely that society changes. And that's how society does change. When we look back, oh, 200 years ago, um, even, in, even in our great state here, you know, we would think, oh, slavery is a good thing, or the the the... The institution of slavery. Mm -hmm. It was a good thing. People thought. And now it's completely eliminated, you know, at least in its overt, um, (laughs) obvious form. Absolutely. And that means that the mindset of the members that make up that society have changed. They've, They've gone past that developmental stage. And... We no longer think, again, oh, yeah, that, that would be a good idea to enslave other people and get them to work for us. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, it's gone. Similarly, there's, there's these ways that we're, we think are permanent and lasting that make up our, the institutions of our society now. But when the minds that make up that society evolve past those, that society changes. And those, those problems, as they are uh, appearing to us now as reflections in the mirror, they don't have anything to cause that reflection. They go away. Right. Change is upon us. And within us. And within us, exactly. So a way that you can be a part of that social justice change and support community is to pledge to KZFR. We are here nearing the end of our Love in the 21st Century episode, and Ecotopia is coming up next. But there are still volunteers standing by, 8950131, You can pledge and get some amazing thank you premiums. There are KZFR hats. 
shirts that are black and white, beautifully designed. I believe you can see them on the website, kzfr.org. And there's also some amazing sweatshirts, both of which I have uh, I've collected through premium. So I, I, they're worthy gifts to receive. $75 pledge for the sweatshirt and uh, 50 for the hats. And there's also tickets to the to some shows that you can can ask the volunteers about as well as compilation cds there's amazing thank you gifts to be had as well as what angel was sharing with us which is the the market bag the uh, produce bag you can be behind the no plastic here in chico and in california by getting this it's 25 25 dollar pledge 895-0131 thank you so much adam for being here it's always a pleasure to dance in the philosophical conversation which is buddhism yeah, and to to bring it back home in terms of loving action, put Absolutely. it into effect. Put it into action. That's where it's all at. So we are going to be going out here with some rotary connection. I am the black gold of the sun. That you are. Thank you. 
listening to FM 90.1 KZFR Chico, listener-supported community radio for the Sacramento Valley, the foothills and beyond. My name is Sandra, and I'm sitting in here for the for the Judys, and um, I've got some housekeeping really quick. Oh, let's play this. We'll go from there. Hey, guys. Will Durst here with a few choice words about presidential wannabes trying to be funny. And those words are, God, no, please, stop. The day after the third debate at the annual Al Smith dinner at the Waldorf Astoria, the two major party candidates were both invited to tell some jokes. And to say the results were underwhelming is like inferring that gravel dusted with uranium flakes makes a lousy dessert topping. Donald Trump has the timing of an end table. And Hillary Clinton couldn't tell a joke if the life of a small Haitian child depended on it. Also, neither demonstrated any idea how to respond to being heckled. So, as a trained professional, it is my great honor to give the two a few classic lines to choose from, should the occasion arise again. Oh yeah? Well, if you're so smart, how come I'm going to be president? I'm sorry, sir. Are you a Republican? I'll talk slower. Nice shirt. Somewhere in Peoria, there's a pinto without seat covers. Is that your face, or are we celebrating Halloween early? Further proof why you shouldn't play football without a helmet. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Are you a Democrat? I'll talk slower. Can anybody here speak Quaalude? Excuse me, sir, your village called. They want their idiot back. Usually when people donate their brain to science, they wait till they're dead. Another example of why political consultants eat their young. I'm sorry, sir, the moron convention met yesterday in Jersey. Isn't it a shame when Hillary supporters marry? Do you talk to your third wife with that mouth? I understand a bus is leaving for your hometown soon. Why don't you and the Donald get under it? For KZFR Radio, I'm Will Durst. All right. So I'm going to let you know that Ecotopia is made possible by the generous contributions of KZFR supporters and by the Chico Downtown Business Association, supporting downtown Chico for over 40 years. On Monday, October 31st, Treat Street returns from 2 to 5 p.m. Almost 100 local shops provide Halloween treats for costume kids 12 and under in a costume contest with prizes. For a full schedule of what's happening downtown, visit downtownchico.com and New Earth Market. Chico's locally owned full-service natural grocery market, open at 864 East Avenue. New Earth Market offers grass-fed meats, deli, sushi bar, pizza bar, coffee bar, using only organic milk, huge craft beer selections, wine, supplements, and more. Visit them on Facebook or at newearthmarket.com and discover why New Earth Market is the place to be naturally. All right, so I have a a pre-programmed show and here we go, Ecotopia. New KZFR 90.1 in Chico, California. Listener-supported radio for the Sacramento Valley, the foothills, and beyond. Up next, Ecotopia. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. It's a paradise, put up a parking lot. 